Welcome to the Game of Serbs podcast. Today we're going to talk about the second part of my marketing your gold royalty and streaming company. I wrote the first article and I didn't intend to write a second piece and because of some circumstances I've decided to update that post. When I wrote my first gold royalty and streaming company, I didn't know I would update it with new stats and notes. I have I have a few reasons as to why I want to write this post. I met with Dave Aram and went over my first post. Dave Aram is from Sandstorm Gold. It was an absolute pleasure meeting him because I truly like Sandstorm Gold. He was extremely humble and inspired me to learn more about the industry. Now I know I'm in digital marketing, but I'm not a one-trick pony, and I like to learn about different industries and possibly make revenue from different areas of the world. I mean, if if gold is a revenue stream that I can capitalize on I don't see why not and plus I have an interest in it and so why not make some capital gains from that I honestly wish more co-founders were like Dave and and Nolan because I actually reached out to uh, Wheaton Precious Metals or Newmont Gold or Gold Corp just for them to just look at what I've published I'm not asking them to become a client but none of them actually replied I do hope that they went over my post even though they didn't contact me and i'm sure they would find the second part of the marketing post will be even more interesting to them also when i wrote the first post we started having issues with our own paid ads accounts uh, with google and facebook one of the reasons for that was when we would write new ad copy and try to publish it the ads would not run for you know two or three weeks sometimes and that's because of course the lockdowns I also want to know where the industry is now in terms of general interest. Again, I am invested in royalty and streaming companies. So for me to use my knowledge of digital marketing and understand the landscape for the interest in gold, I will take advantage of that. So I'm not a geologist or an economist. However, I would call myself an expert when it comes to researching a topic, finding revenue opportunities and coming up with a plan to digitally dominate any industry I work in. This podcast is not going to be long, so let's get right into it. In my first podcast for gold royalty companies, I went over interest over time for the key phrase gold royalty companies, and that was worldwide. My numbers was showing an uptick in interest in April. And that was a good sign. However, I don't see that same trend in July. In fact, interest for gold royalty companies pretty much cratered to zero around early June. And it's picking up a little bit right now. These are um, my numbers are pretty muted and considering the gold price today at 18.01, I thought I would see better numbers for gold royalty companies. This just tells me that not enough people understand gold royalty companies and need to be educated on this subject. What about the keywords gold stocks? What kind of interest did we have in April? In April there was a huge jump in interest for gold stocks. So people were clearly looking for a safe haven at that time. They were searching a lot. There was a lot of interest in it. And that trend has unfortunately died down a bit. We're clearly seeing a drop in interest. However, there is a slight uptick in July which might change to a downwards trajectory depending on the market sentiment. Nobody knows. So, 
What are my trend conclusions for gold stocks and gold royalty companies? It looks like interest in gold has died down a bit. I would call this an opportunity to load up before the next run. So we're still not seeing the key phrase gold royalty companies grow in popularity in terms of interest. Interest in gold has temporarily dropped even though the price hasn't. I think this will change very soon with governments printing trillions to sustain their populations. My final trend conclusion is that it's a perfect time to create content and educate retail investors of gold streaming and royalty companies before they start investing into ETFs. Because in our trends report, we can clearly see ETFs have way more interest than gold royalty companies. And in my opinion, and I'm not again, I'm not an expert. In my opinion, gold royalty companies do a better job than ETFs. Let's go over our keyword research in April for the key phrase gold royalty companies. In April, we had a global volume of 1,900 searches, and in the US, we had 480 searches. My updated stats in July is for the US, it's 720 now, and the global volume is 3,300. We're seeing an uptick, and that's a good sign. However, 3,300 searches a month is not something I would brag about. The number should be at least 20,000 right now. This clearly tells me, again, this data correlates with our trends data, signaling that we don't have that much knowledge of gold royalty companies in the retail space. What are my key takeaways? We've only increased monthly search volume by 1,400. Again, this shows that there is a lot of work to be done in terms of educating the public about royalty and streaming companies. My second takeaway is that the keyword has gotten harder to rank for, and that could be because some of the larger publications are ranking for that keyword now. My third takeaway is the bids for the keyword have increased from April, and that's probably because more, more individuals and companies are bidding for that keyword. And my final takeaway is that the trend is up, but not where we want it to be. Let's quickly look at the key phrase gold companies. We had a global volume of 460 for that key phrase, and in the US we had a volume of 320. Our numbers in July have significantly improved for this keyword. We actually are beating gold royalty companies for this keyword. We have 720 searches a month for, for the United States, and globally we have 4,200 searches a month. So our key takeaways for gold companies is that most people know and understand the terms gold and companies. It's understandable to see a jump from 460 to 4,200 in global volume. This keyword has gotten easier to rank for. The cost per click has slightly increased. So the cost per click for this keyword in April was $2.85. It is now at $2.96. It's not significant and I would definitely bid for this keyword. So what about the key phrase, precious metal companies? Our numbers for April was globally 300. Our US volume was 140 per month. In July, this keyword is being searched 450 times globally and 140 times in the United States. My key takeaway for this key phrase is volume hasn't changed much. My second takeaway is that it's just as hard to rank for, if not maybe even a little bit harder. The cost per click price has dropped, signaling a lower competition. And finally, our biggest keyword is gold stocks. In April, we had a global monthly volume of almost 84,000 searches. 
and a US search volume of 60,500. In July, the global volume has increased to 127,000 and the American search volume has increased to 90,500. That's a significant increase in traffic. Clearly, volume for gold stocks is going up. Gold royalty companies need to take advantage and piggyback off of this traffic and inject themselves in the conversation. So what are my key takeaways in this case? The first takeaway is whoever is first to capture some of the traffic from gold stocks is poised to massively see a price jump in their stock price. I have zero doubt about that. And the second takeaway is you don't have to rank for gold stocks. All you have to do is make sure you're featured in the pages that do rank high. For example, the key phrase gold stocks is a broad keyword and you might not have the authority to rank for a competitive keyword like gold stocks, but you might have the opportunity to reach out to some of the pages that do rank high and try to get your company featured on those posts or articles or pages. Let me share an example with everyone so you understand what I'm trying to say. The top four positions for gold stocks starts with Investopedia, MarketWatch, and the third and fourth position for that key phrase is Yahoo Finance. When I try to dig deep and find out who wrote the Investopedia article, I see the author by the name of Matthew Johnston. Now we're talking. I'm going to share his contact information in the description section of this podcast. And it's also on my post, of course. You can go ahead and, and click on the link in the description section of this post and go to my post. And all the information I'm speaking about is there. Your content team better get on this because this one page alone is getting an enormous number of people visiting it. And when we use our tools, we can see a traffic number of 56,000 visits per month. This is projected. It's not an exact number, but it's, it's telling nonetheless. Let's go over user intent. I've been studying the gold market for a couple of years now, and the misinformation on the web is staggering. It's extremely difficult to find well-run companies on your own. This is why I love investing in silver and gold royalty companies. They take care of the research and only invest in worthwhile mines. For example, when I start my day, I usually go into the office, I deal with our team, I deal with our clients, I deal with our own internal projects. When I come home, I try to spend time on researching and developing ideas for the next day. That doesn't leave a lot of time for me to be researching mines, and that's why I trust Sandstorm Gold or Wheat and Precious Metals or Newmont to do the homework for me, and, and that's why they get my capital. And most people are going to be in the same boat. They're going to be working most of the day, and I don't have kids, and I can't imagine coming home and spending the time and researching how a mine is performing if the or if a drill is going well. I won't be doing that, and, and that's one of the reasons why we need to be, as marketers, educating the demographic we're trying to target as much as possible with great content. Now, how can a company like Sandstorm Gold try to run a content strategy and inform retail investors? Well, the best part is that the data is actually staring them right in the face. Let's dig in and start with content clusters. Content clusters are a key phrase, which would be a main topic, and then you'll have subtopics below that, which you can either address in the main post or in new posts and interlink them together on your blog. So for example, how to buy gold stocks is directly related to what is the best gold stocks to buy 
And another keyword below that would be, should I invest in gold stocks? Now, I've shared the PDF version of this diagram in the description section of this podcast and also, of course, in my posts. Let's briefly look at some of the traffic volumes for these queries. How to buy gold stocks is searched 1,000 times. How to buy gold stocks in stock market is searched 170 times. How to buy stocks in gold and silver is searched 70 times. These are just three. I've found dozens and dozens. Within five minutes, I found great questions which can be answered either on the blog or through a podcast. People are clearly hungry for the knowledge. I'm not sure why you wouldn't want to be there when they're looking. I only ask one thing, and that's to make sure that your content team doesn't publish a wall of text or a top X article, which will be forgotten in 10 minutes. For every content piece, go above and beyond to stand out by using video to help people visualize your message, audio in the form of podcasts, relevant photos, and finally, case studies. With case studies, you're spending the time and providing valuable information and that will make you stand out versus the others because people are generally lazy and they don't want to spend the time and research the information and to have information that will be that will make people's lives easier will have you definitely stand out versus your competitors if you're not willing to spend the budget for exceptional content then i would stand on the sidelines and let others take the rein let's go over a paid ad strategy We're only going to focus on Sandstorm Gold because we'll come up with strategies to help them stay relevant with their ads. Our tools are not 100% accurate, but they do give a good idea of what Sandstorm Gold is doing to grab a few clicks via paid ads on Google search. Their monthly budget is $298, which is a little surprising to me. I would definitely expand my paid ad strategy and get more aggressive. The reason for that is none of the other competitors are advertising for their primary keywords. Again, that's very surprising because these are companies with valuations in the billions, and I'm not sure why they're not investing in content strategies. This actually answers my question as to why people don't know about gold royalty companies, and that's simply because wheat and precious metals, sandstone gold, royal gold, these guys are not getting out there with the content to educate the retail investor about what it is that they do. For example, let's just quickly go over five keywords that a company like wheat and precious metals can go after. One keyword could be gold royalty companies. Another is precious metal companies, gold ETFs, gold stocks, or how to buy gold stocks. Gold ETFs and gold stocks are a little bit broad. I would be very careful with this because it could easily be a money pit. We would run tests and ensure our goals are met. And for broad keywords like gold stocks or gold ETFs, you usually have large publications show up at the top with high authority. To compete with them, you'd, be, you'd have to spend an enormous amount of capital to show up there. But you don't have to do that. You can actually see who the author is and, and possibly try to get yourself injected into their articles by having a conversation with them. There are dozens and dozens of keywords I would invest in. These are just five examples. In the first part of my gold streaming and royalty marketing post, I went over user intent for gold stocks. I actually shared every single question a cohort would be asking for the key phrase gold stocks. It would be wise to find out what the traffic data for these keywords are and come up with content strategies to match each question. 
Remember, if you're working with content clusters, you're going to have a primary question and sub questions below that. And you're going to answer all of that in your content. And that's how you stay relevant in any industry and educate your demographic. Let's quickly go over just one of the keywords. And one of the keywords I have in my list is which gold stocks to buy. This one key phrase has a search volume of 90 and the bid for this keyword is $1.50 for each click. What the marketing team needs to do is come up with content for this one keyword. It can be a video, it can be a podcast, or even a written piece. Once the visitor lands on this content piece, we will place a cookie on their computer and track them around their Facebook social account with the Sandstorm intro video. If they watch a certain percentage of the intro video, we'll start sharing what is a gold royalty company. If the person shows an interest and watches a certain percentage of our what is a gold royalty video, we will go ahead and create multiple ads and test engagement with the investor overview link. My goal would be to get the visitor to ultimately download the investor presentation, asset handbook, or quarterly reports, and you can track that, of course, within your paid ad accounts. The process can be repeated and automated for hundreds of keywords. This is the only way to scale large advertising campaigns and dominate competitors. Twitter, on the other hand, is a little bit different. I would start with a small budget and test a few ideas before taking this platform seriously. We'll go over email marketing next. I've noticed none of the other royalty companies utilize email marketing strategies. I'm not sure why this is because all of them seem to be getting thousands of visitors each month. I'm sure a lot of these people are interested in getting news with what they've invested into in their email inboxes. And sometimes they don't have the time to go to the website and reminding them of what's happening in your industry is a perfect way to get them educated on what's happening and possibly get them to invest more. We're not working with an e-commerce website, so there is no need to complicate this strategy. Just offer a clever and attractive value proposition to collect emails from visitors to the website. I'll help the marketing team for anyone who wants to use this by providing a draft version of a pop-up they can test. And the copy for that uh, pop-up is it's very simple. It's subscribe to the newsletter, stay up to date with the latest news from Sandstorm Gold. Of course, you'll collect the email address and you'll have a call to action button which will be uh, subscribe. Uh, you can download the PDF version of this email in the description section of this video and on my post. So what are my final thoughts? The numbers are telling. Even though interest in gold has died down a little, search volume hasn't. We can take advantage of the growth in traffic with what I've proposed in this podcast and my post. I couldn't let my new findings not get published and because of the pandemic lockdowns, my data from April wasn't really complete in my opinion. I hope you've enjoyed the second part of my gold royalty marketing post. Let me know if you have any questions. Until next time, catch you all in the next podcast.